Today is Wednesday, March 30th, and you're listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm Sammy Sage. 525,600 minutes, 11,780 votes, and now seven hours and 37 minutes. Numbers that are burned into my brain. Apparently, the January 6th committee has discovered, upon looking through White House phone records, that there is a seven-hour and 37-minute gap in Trump's phone logs. This is kind of like the Nixon tapes on steroids. Specifically, there is no record of any calls placed to or from Trump between 11.17 a.m. and 6.54 p.m. So basically like the whole entire coup. Before that gap, he had at least eight calls in the morning and 11 in the evening, And this extremely long gap also conflicts with extensive reporting that Trump had placed calls to several Republican congressmen during the insurrection, including Tommy Tuberville via Mike Lee's phone, as well as House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. The committee is now investigating whether Trump communicated through burner phones or potentially the phones of his staff. But I mean, can we just stop a second and appreciate? How are we feeling that burner phones are even coming up in the context of the president? because I'm feeling not so great about it. The Russians and Ukrainians are currently amidst peace talks in Turkey, and the latest is that Ukrainian officials submitted a detailed peace proposal to their Russian counterparts. Under this deal, Ukraine would declare neutrality, but it would be protected by a security system comprised of 11 other countries, including the US, the UK, Canada, Israel, Turkey, and others. So sort of similar to NATO, but not actually NATO. These countries would provide Ukraine with military assistance and weapons if they were attacked, and Ukraine would agree to remain neutral and non-nuclear. However, they would retain the right to join the EU, as well as the right to go nuclear in an emotional sense. In the meantime, there has been some de-escalation in the military attacks around Kyiv and Chernihiv, which they say is intended to create the necessary conditions for further negotiations. Although the U.S. says that this is really more of a repositioning rather than a withdrawal, and that it is too early to know whether it will be a significant pullback. So take that as you will. At the same time, the fighting has continued in Mariupol, which is a geographically strategic city that the Russians want to capture and have yet to give up on. Read the room, Russia. Now we have two quick COVID-related updates. Yesterday, the FDA authorized a second booster shot for people over 50 and for immunocompromised groups. This comes as the CDC announced that the Omicron BA2 variant, which is more contagious than the first Omicron, is now the most common strain in the U.S. It is especially prevalent in the Northeast, where 70% of cases are the BA2 variant. But don't worry, everyone else. I'm sure the variant will soon grace you with its presence. Yesterday, President Biden signed into law the first ever bill that will make lynching a federal hate crime after 200 past attempts to codify this into federal law. Now someone convicted of lynching would face up to 30 years in prison. And if you're like, oh, lynching, totally a thing of the past, consider the Armand Arbery case, a clear example of a modern day lynching. And this is not a legal opinion, of course, but doesn't it sound like it could be? Next, I want to quickly address a story that I have had in my back pocket for three days now, but I decided I'm going to drop it today. An investigation by the New York Times into Joe Manchin's business revealed significant details about he intertwined his public role with his personal business in order to make money, of course. Here's the gist. Rewind back to 1987, when Manchin was elected to the West Virginia Senate, which is a part-time job. As part of that role, he helped out two developers who wanted to start a power plant in West Virginia. 
Then, knowing that a power plant was coming, Manchin started a coal business so that he could supply the power plant while he was a state lawmaker. After that, he made a deal that he would supply his coal to their power plant. I'm sure you can see where this is going. So now, this power plant has been the sole customer of Manchin's company for the past 20 years, and Manchin has frequently used his political influence to make sure that the plant is not subject to regulations. Some of these favors that Manchin has bestowed upon the power plant include, but I'm sure are not limited to, urging a state official to approve its air pollution permit, which is ideal for a coal plant, pushing lawmakers to support a tax credit that helped the plant so they could have more money, and working to facilitate a rate increase that drove up revenue for the plant, but electricity costs for consumers. So yeah, I guess now we have the answer to how Joe Manchin, a guy who has served as an elected official from West Virginia since 1982, drives a Maserati. And why it appears he would rather walk on glass than pass any modicum of climate legislation. And finally for today, we have another scandalous one, but scandalous in a different way that the Joe Manchin one is scandalous. North Carolina Congressman Madison Cawthorn claimed in an interview that fellow lawmakers have invited him to an orgy and done cocaine in front of him. He said, quote, some of the people that are leading on the movement to try and remove addiction in our country... And then you watch them do, you know, a key bump of cocaine right in front of you. End quote. But I think the question we all really want answered is, did you go to the orgy, Madison? Or didn't you go to the orgy? Thank you for listening to the morning announcements. If you are enjoying this show, you can now rate it five stars on Spotify or leave me a review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. Any review you leave means so much to me and to the growth of the show. And if there's an episode that you particularly enjoy and it really makes you laugh, feel free to share it on your Instagram story, tag at Sammy, tag at Betchesup, and I will do my best to share them. And as always, if you want to learn more about any of these stories, links to source articles are in the show notes, or you can tune into the Betchesup podcast where we go more in depth on these topics daily. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.